Welcome into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. This is the National Edition. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. Always, always, this hour, Real Kipper and Bourne, brought to you by Bet365. The Kiprio, Sammy McKee, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick with you with the in the next hour. We're going to welcome in a few minutes Jason Bukala, former NHL scout, writer with Sportsnet.ca. Pro hockey group. Pro hot. I, I can read. Is it in there? Okay. I thought I didn't put it in. That's why I was worried. Buddy. Did I put it, it there? Oh, I did? Okay, good, 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 good. Good. I wasn't sure. It was kind of a... Anyway. I work alone. Sorry, buddy. No, not really. I don't work alone. <laughs> <laughs> if that's true, do I get an hour off here? <laughs> so, we could use an hour off. Um, hey, I just wanted to make sure I said it because... Our, bo- our boss, Texas, will be live at the uh, NHL Fanfare at the Metro Convention Center on NHL. Also okay. Weekend. NHL Fanfare at the Metro Convention Center. Yeah. So I just want to make sure if you're listening. We're not under a bridge. No. All right. Real place. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Just want to make sure I mentioned that because uh, our boss texted me. Good. Yes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way to go. Do you want to talk about the Oilers last night? Um, yeah, I do because to be honest with you, I didn't think they were great. Yeah. I didn't think they were they were that good. Hmm. Yeah. Is that and, and you like, don't the, think the Oilers no, are great or last what was night I, what impressed me the most is that they were down to nothing, they stuck with it, they pushed through it, and they weren't that great. Mm-hmm. Like as in they still have another gear. I don't know what they have left, but they, they they might be the best when team you in the NHL. when you can find ways to win like that and and I didn't think Darnell Nurse handled the puck very well last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bouchard's still this guy with a Double rocket, pitches, yeah. a rocket of a shot, but sometimes tough read on the Matthews. Really one. tough. <laughs> like he'll never be a he'll never win a Norse. How's that? Yeah, it's fair. Ever. Yeah, but he can bomb a puck like Al McGinnis, and uh, that that might be alone. To help him score 60 points and make $8 million a year. I have a hard time imagining beating that team four times in a best of seven. Oh, that's for who? Any team? Who's good? Vegas? Yeah. L.A.? Vancouver. But you're assuming. Conference final? You're assuming. Very possible. You're assuming that you're going to continue to get that goaltending from Skinner last night. Well, and, by and the he way, was he good. looked excellent. Yeah, he looked good. Like he, the read he made on the Holmberg one-timer from Matthews, he didn't buy yeah. Matthews shooting for a second, which is a bold choice. And he made the right one. I thought he looked yeah. really good. I Also, another thing that came out of that game, I don't know if it's, people have talked about this, but next time we do best on best, Zach Hyman is absolutely there. Well, yeah, is it happening soon? Yeah, yeah next year, right? There They're going to play something. I he, don't. He is. I don't think there's anyone close that works with him as hard as this guy. Yeah. Like I get McDavid, and he's a force too. But there are no off shifts yes. for this guy. Yeah. Like Leafs did don't even have anyone remotely close to this guy when it comes to just like doggedness, dog yeah. on a bone. Yeah. It is remarkable. How he's gone at age 30 to, I don't know how old Dude, he is. Jose Bautista. It's <laughs> unbelievable. The non, yeah, the disallowed goal was a display of hockey. I mean, and, my Lord. And he just, we had Rob Brown on yesterday, and he had the, the comment where he said that, uh, that Hyman does as much for McDavid as McDavid does for Hyman. Yes. Mm. And you see it. 
Yeah. He's digging out so many pucks from the lanes that McDavid has to the net. He, like, yeah. To me, he's playing on McDavid's wing, 14 Canada, next time we do it. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Wow. Crazy to think. But, it's, but it's, I, you're right. I don't disagree yeah. for a second. Yeah. Anyways, we got Books. Yep, we got Books. Let's welcome in Jason Bukala, former NHL scout. Does a great job writing for us on sportsnet.ca. Good friend of the show. Books, what's going on? How are you, pal? I'm doing fantastic, guys. I don't know how much of a fan of the show I'm going to be after this segment, but uh, we'll roll it out anyways, for sure. Okay, so uh, pretty signature game last night, you know, for the whole country to see. Two top players uh, in in the game right now, in McDavid and Matthews. Uh, You tell me where you want to start on on what you got out of last night's uh, contest. Well, from a fan's perspective, I thought it was highly entertaining, to be honest with you. I mean, the first, the opening 20 minutes was a track meet. I thought it, uh, you know, they traded some chances. Um, you know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I can disagree with a little bit with the coach in Toronto when he says, yeah, the Leafs hit, you know, across the post on Bertuzzi, you know, the big save moving uh, right to left there on Holmberg and Nylander in the second period, even off the crossbar. But even in the first period, guys, if you want to break down the tape, I mean, they gave up some great A chances in the middle of the ice, around the crease. Jones was really good, I thought. Um, but, you know, again, uh, you know, they they traded opportunities in the first period. I, I, I was listening to you talk about Bouchard there uh, before I came on, and uh, this is what you get, isn't it? You know, they, and the thing of it is, on the first leap goal, great kind of uh, – Sidewall rotation, Matthews comes around the back door, you know, slides back door there for the open tuck, but Bouchard's just sleeping at the wheel, guys. Like, and that's in the first five minutes. So that's actually like the opening shift against the top player. And you know, you get that player card before the game. Like, you know where they're starting. Let's let's at least shut it down for a period. So I don't know. There was a lot of great and there was some bad, uh, but it was highly entertaining. Yeah, and the Oilers uh, really found a way. You know, they they started taking the play to the Leafs at one point, and, uh, you know, the end result was that the Leafs' top guys ended up being outplayed, I think you can say, by the Oilers' top guys. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on these the Leafs. I know as a, a lot of scouts and coaches look at things in segments, and we had chatted about something. What, what have you seen of the Leafs' stars over the past stretch? Well, we're at that time of year, fellas. Uh, we're coming out of World Juniors. Uh, we got uh, the prospects games bouncing around, the all-star games on the horizon. And of course, the trade deadline sneaking up on us. So it's that time of year. The pro meetings and amateur draft meetings are starting to happen, and we're starting to strategize. So um, my way of doing things is that I broke down the Leafs in a 15-game in a segment. I really think that that tells, you know, a story. You know, we're hearing a lot of noise in the last 24 hours about well, we were good two weeks ago for a four-game run, and then now this has been this. But, like, I broke them down over 15 games. And I just want to present some things to you from a from an in-house meeting perspective. So if I'm on the – if Tree's asking me a question, I'm just going to tell him what I'm finding out and what I'm seeing out there. I'm going to present this to you. This is over the last uh, 15 games. The Leafs have played eight bottom 16 teams. They've played seven top 16 teams, so call them playoff teams or at least right on the bubble, okay? Over that period of time, the core four, if we want to call it that, uh, and we do want to call it that, uh, Nylander, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, uh, 33 games played because in between there, Matthews had an illness and he had to skip out a game. So I had to massage it a bit. But over those 33 games against bottom 16 teams, 48 points plus nine out of the lead four. 
48 and nine. In the top 16 games, they played them seven games, call it a, a playoff series. Let's look at it that way, a playoff series, seven games. You want your best to be your best, right? 10 points over 27 games between them, minus 13. Is that good? So, <laughs> you know, if, I, if I'm being asked the question, what do we need to do to fill some holes? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to our GM and I'm going to say, okay, well, let me look at the lay of the land. So let me pull up a team that I believe is a real good team and call it the Vancouver Canucks. Let's yeah. go to the Vancouver Canucks. What have they been doing over their last segment? Same thing, 15 games. Their top line, 54 points plus 31 in 15 games played. Uh, Hughes and Aronik, uh 22 points plus 24. Demko, 916, 257. And then the Florida Panthers, who we have to catch, right? We would all agree with that. They're a juggernaut in the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, how about this one? In the top, exact same thing. Their splits are the same. Eight games against bottom 16, seven games against top 16. Reinhardt, Barkov, Verhage, Tachuk. In the top 16 games, 28 games played, 48 points plus 16. <laughs> Sam's cringing over here. Books, man. <laughs> well, here's where I'm going with it, fellas. Now, I haven't even got started. I'm sorry. I'm foaming at the mouth a bit here, but I got to look at our draft capital. I'm going to look at our draft capital. I'm going to look at our asset management. So imagine that our top assets are, you know, like the Hildebees of the world, Easton Cowan, Fraser Minton, Nimala, Noah Chadwick playing out in Saskatoon. That's our best buy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't mean that the Colorado Avalanche and the Calgary Flames and the San Jose Sharks valued our, our five guys in their draft cycle of prospects the way we do. That's our top five. Who out of that mix do we really want to give up in a trade scenario based on the statistics I'm providing you right now to get us to where we want to go? I'm leaning right now that the body of work, if I'm, if I'm put on the spot right now, this isn't the time to be trading out assets, draft capital. We got to run the table with what we have right now. Because I'm going to tell you guys, we got a lot of holes here. We have 13 wins out of 42 games in 60 minutes played. 13 60-minute wins. Like, you know, like, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but I'm trying to be a realistic team builder is what I'm trying to do for you. So you're, you're, Books, you're telling us a, a team like Toronto could actually be looking at all of this and say, uh, Keep our powder dry. Let's go into the offseason and reassess. Uh, what could we get for TJ Brody at the deadline? <laughs> uh, unload. Well, I don't know if they're going to unload. I think they're good enough that they believe that they could potentially win around. Yeah. And yeah. But I'm As not is. adding to the group to make that happen. The, the, you know, let's, let's, let's manage our own rentals, if you will. But then if I'm putting into play anything to plug a hole, it's going to be out of my draft capital cupboard, like one of my fifth rounders. I've got two fifth rounders. It's not going to bring back much, guys. But what I'm trying to say is you're going to have to shop around in the, uh, you know, in the swamp, if you will, to try and find something to plug a hole here or there. I, I like, I'm watching that game last night. I don't know that they can get any more out of certain players. I really don't. That was 40 minutes of, I think, mostly what they can give. And then it falls off in the third period. You know, they run out of gas. Let's be honest. Like, when it's a track meet and there's a little bit more relentless compete on the other side of the ledger, this team finds a way against the really good teams to kind of run out of gas a little bit. So, you know, 
I just want to be realistic. I don't think this is a Stanley Cup contending team. I think they're up against it in a lot of uh, different ways uh, in terms of draft capital, in terms of asset management, the depth of the assets. And I don't know that I'm selling anything more uh, of what I have right now to further jeopardize the future. I think that we reassess in the offseason when some of this money comes off the books because, you know, clearly, uh, you know, the Bertuzzi's and the Domi's and stuff like that, we got to take a longer, harder look at that stuff and to see where it goes. But the numbers don't lie. And I'm not talking five games, you know, four games. I'm not talking about a week. Like, I could go back 25 games if you guys really wanted me to, and I could tell you the picture doesn't get a lot better. Mm-hmm. Talking to Jason Buchalow does a terrific job on sportsnet.ca. So what you're telling us is don't expect Brad Tree Living to spend a first-rounder on Chris Tanev. So it, what team in Canada is in a position to give up a first-rounder to go for it? Vancouver Canucks, for sure. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, I would say so as well. Um Here's one thing that I'm going to throw out at you guys, and it's going to start coming out before the trade deadline. This draft cycle, so putting value on draft cycles is what's going to start to happen too, right? So uh, there's two things at play. The value of a first-round pick in this draft cycle, and if you're a good team, you're talking late 20s. So teams are going to start to look at that, and they're going to say, well, I don't really love that area, even between 25 and 35. I'm not in love with that, but guess what? That team's got some assets or an asset or two, even a secondary asset that I might value more than that 25 to 35 guy with my first round pick. If you're following me, that's where Toronto falls off. They don't have, they have a first round pick that could be called 20. All right. Which might have value, but it's not going to have exceptional value in this rotation of the draft. So where do you go next? You go to an asset and they don't have that asset fellas, the way that the Winnipeg's do the McGroarty's, the, uh, you know, um, uh, the Salomonson kid in Sweden. I mean, in Vancouver, look at the guys that they got right now. The Wielanders, the Lakaramakis, even Pot Polson in the minors, Aturatu in the minors. Like, they've got some flexibility there. Uh, it's fascinating, um, you know, looking at it from, you know, I always look at the Winnipeg Jets books, and for years I was like, why don't they do more? Why aren't they more active? But they're, you know, Sheveldale has been very patient, and now you can see the assets pile up over time, and they do seem like they're in a position if they wanted to get more aggressive. Where the Edmonton Oilers are at in their cycle, watching that team who's now won 11 straight games, you know, is this the time for them to say, all right, we're going to take on the West. We think we uh, we got a legit shot at this. Yeah, for sure, Edmonton. I mean, but again, they're in a little bit of a different uh, scenario. I would suggest that, they're probably better seasoned mm. to be a playoff, to go on a run in the playoffs, even than those other two teams. Like, I really love Winnipeg. Yeah. I love the structure. I Vancouver's agree with you. On, Vancouver's on the come seat, but I still, I would still say Edmonton is the most dangerous prop there, okay, or the most dangerous team. Again, though, guys, like, the asset management, the costs associated with bringing in a guy in, like, um, so some of the guys that, that I, when I look at Edmonton, like, I look at McLeod in the three-hole, Okay. And I, I immediately think to myself, okay, it works for now. I get it. It's a, but then I start thinking on my wish list, like, so Monaghan's out there at one nine, you know, if you can massage it because, you know, he doesn't necessarily fit the mold of their team per se, like an attract meet scenario, but he does the other things very well, doesn't he? Like he can kill penalties. He's uh, almost 60% in the faceoff circle. We all know that matters. Okay. Yeah. Come playoff time. Um, the Adam Henriques in, in Anaheim, they're going to absorb some cash. Uh, depending on what kind of money you want to send back, it might have, you know, 
massage your roster a bit. There's a really serviceable guy, too, for those types of contending teams. Uh, 18 minutes a night, play all situations, secondary power play, uh, 56% in the faceoff circle. And he's gone to a Stanley Cup final before. These things matter in the room. So um, Edmonton's the team. Not sure about the asset management. It's going to be curious to see how they do that. Hey, Books, when, when we go back not too far ago, uh, it, it sure looked at the time that Kevin Cheveldayoff was uh, trading Pierre-Luc Dubois in a position of weakness. And, I mean, the, all, the, all, the, all the cards were against him. A guy that wanted out, uh, teams knew that, and yet somehow he was able to flip it into really good pieces coming back. Is that trade out there more or should teams be more confident now if they if they were willing to move at the at the time the thought of a, a top three or top six players that they could turn it into two or three serviceable players? I think I think absolutely they gotta be aware of that. And that's that's those discussions are happening right now. Real hard to make that happen at the trade deadline. Easier to do that in the off season when you know, kind of everybody's had a little bit of a chance to let things simmer a little bit differently. Um, but that trade right there, it went beyond the X's and O's of the game. It went, you know, it fit in certain categories, a skill with Velarde, you know, speed and uh, veteran presence, um, you know, elsewhere in the lineup. And, but more importantly, they had a plan to build a team and a personality amongst that group. They needed a reset in Winnipeg. I think we all knew that, eh? Like on the outside looking in with the captain and different things. And there's just some noise at the end of last year. Let's just say that. So they addressed that with uh, with some real savvy moves. And I don't know that Winnipeg needs to do anything at the deadline. Like getting Connor back, um, they're going to probably leave money on the books here. I talked to Chevy last week. Borny, you and I were kind of talking about a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. I talked to Chevy and he's like, it's got to be the perfect type of fit. Yeah, we'd like to have you know, somebody else in the three hole to maybe do some heavy lifting. Maybe we want another defenseman or, you know, there's a bunch of maybes, but it's going to have to fit what they have going on in the dressing room off the ice because they're really watch that team. Like that team, they're towing the rope in the same direction. Every shift, they just love each other to death. You can just tell. So books this time of year for a scout, you know, coaches are telling their GMs, hey, here's what I'm missing. GMs are looking around the league going, okay, what are the prices? Here's what I can get. I always say that scouts and the team knows first about their prospects and where they are and which guys are, you know, have disappointed in their first year pro maybe. How often now would a GM then go to a scouting staff and talk about their internal prospects and say, where are we at with this guy? Do we believe in him? You know, how would you feel if we moved this guy, that guy, the other guy? Well, so it's super important. That's that's the beginning of the process at the meetings. Both, so I can only speak to my history, and that's like so in Florida, um, both on the pro side with Altour, and then uh, myself and my staff on the amateur side. But Brian McCabe was our director of player development. Mm. The very first thing that we would do is get a lay of the land of what's going on with our group, right. okay? Because it, it has it, it's, there's a trickle down effect there, fellas. It can help strategize your draft targets. I'm not talking the we're all drafting the best player in the first round, so don't get me wrong there. But as Caber's saying, this guy's ready, this guy's in Europe, he's close to coming over, blah, blah, blah. You can start to massage where your targets are around the world, call it second round and beyond from there. On the pro side, it's the exact same thing. You know, we're hearing uh, the, the GM might present to you that he's got a call on player A. 
uh, uh, Dennis Seiko, for example, who got traded out of Florida this year to Vegas. Okay, he was our first round pick of the Dallas draft. Vegas has always had a shine on for him. It didn't work out. You know, he's in Henderson now scoring over a point a game. They love him. He might end up wearing a uniform at the NHL level for Vegas. That's an example of, you know, a call. Do we really value this guy? What's his trajectory? If it's a no, we move him out. But it could be the other way around, too. It could be that, you know, we value him more than whatever the, the, the guy coming back, even in short order, could be. So uh, it's delicate. But the one thing I have to say is this. Don't ever fall too in love with your prospects. Yeah. You can't do it. You, know, you got a Euro guy for four. You got a CHL guy for two. Then we're shopping in free agency at the college level, the Euro level, blah, 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 blah. It's all team building. It's all fluid. I always told our guys, as soon as you draft them, hand them off to Caber and pretend like it doesn't exist anymore as hard as that is to do. And I want to ask you from a, uh, a scouting perspective, when perhaps – You've leaned in heavily on one guy in your in your organization, and you're basically the reason why we draft this player. So in in Toronto, we watched uh, Pontus Holmberg uh, drafted, I think, 156th overall. He apparently had this horrible camp, gets sent to the minors, and today he's starring on the number one line with Austin Matthews. And Mitch Marner, like, is that equivalent to a scout giving birth? <laughs> I'll tell you what's equivalent to a scout giving birth uh, is the Mackenzie Uyghurs of the world when they're the third last pick of the draft and they go off. So the Paul Gallagher's of the world who work for us in Halifax, he's still getting free coffee and donuts all over. Uh, no, you know what, Kipper, like. Homer's not a one, like, you know, it's, you know, this is a nice story that he's an NHL player. That's where you, where it's a feather in your cap, but it speaks more to where we're kind of all over the place right now that he's playing in the, in the spot that he's playing. That's, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to be kind. Well, it's, it's a, you're, you're, what you're saying, it's, it's, it's by, by weakness, by, but not by strength, this decision. It's, it's, yeah. You're, 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 they're identifying outwardly. They're saying all the right things inwardly behind closed doors. They're like, Oh my God, like, what are we going to do to plug this hole or plug that hole? Or, mm. you know, they're seeing some things. Some they're seeing the same things that I'm talking about here. They'll never talk about that. And um, it's, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want our viewers to you know blow us up and say, this is a completely bad news story. They're a good team. They're a playoff team. This isn't a Stanley cup contending team. Okay. So let's be realistic coming out of meetings and make sure that we strategize. It's okay to reset in the offseason and go from there. You know, not every year can we keep having the same discussion. Some things have to work better a different way. Great stuff. You got anything else? I'm just going to say, you don't know this market then. It's because they're going to say it. I agree the team shouldn't, Books. I'm 100% with you. But that's what's going to be said by fans. You know, how do you not go in with these guys on your team? But I'm with you. <laughs> Books. No, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to give you guys a... Uh, some background noise that yeah. if I was asked, this is just how I would have to realistically present it. That's all. For sure. Hey, great stuff. Uh, really appreciated the feedback on players who play against top teams and bottom feeders. That was some interesting stuff. Books, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, Books. No problem. Hey, Sammy, wipe away the tears, buddy. Tomorrow's a new day. Ah, thanks, Books. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Jason Bukla. I would actually like to see, like, the whole league, like, leading scorers 
stats by playoff and non-playoff opponent, like at the time you played them. Because I, I do think you would find guys who feast on the weak teams. Yeah, got, four of them right here. Oh, good gravy. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> Willie's not feasting on anybody right now. How you played? Um, Bad at hockey. No, stop oh, it. Generally, no, no, you were competitive, but yeah. like I, I don't ever recall feeling like I'm going to have a tough night because I'm playing a certain team. I always felt like they're they're all the same and the the approach yeah. to play is all the same and yeah I, I get it there's some teams that are really really good i get that part but i, I just sure. is it psychological well i think it's psychological in your preparation you know going into a game where you're like okay this is a legit team got to put in a little more you know be on my toes tonight i do i will say i i probably succumb to the whole thing where you're up 3 nothing against a bad team and you go God, this is gonna be a walk, and all of a sudden you you know you're you're down four three or something. I get the idea of just like not keeping your foot on the gas, which is not what the Leafs have done. They've been playing good teams who have outgooded them. The Florida number was just a real. And as soon as he started into the Florida thing, I'm like, oh, this lighten is gonna, up. Good I'm like, teams. this is gonna be a good number. <laughs> I know it's gonna be a good number. It just it shows you that I don't know. It's. <sighs> I think a lot of Leaf fans, like you said, would have a really hard time swallowing the pill that they're not going to be making it this season but yeah i think it's getting closer to that they're the only team right now that is truly trending in the wrong direction in canada in terms of expectations yeah sure today yeah ottawa struggles no but they're they're kind of they were done a while ago yeah i you know What's really, really fun is how good, legitimately good, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Winnipeg are. It'd be nice if one of them were in the East so they didn't have to eliminate each other. Yeah, but they're, they're all good enough that they won't. They could go deep. Like, it'll, there, there's definitely a real shot at an all-Canadian yeah. conference final in the West. For sure. Which Rodgers would probably be happy about. They haven't I, had a ton I, of. No. A ton I, of, we'll take anything we can get right I, now I in this country. The Leafs, yeah, I, I think the Leafs. I don't agree with that, but Rodgers does. <laughs> If they would get, you know, if the Leafs can patch a hole or two here, you know, we know we know they can create. They're in a bad, you know how we always say, it's never as good as it looks or as bad as it looks during, you know, one of these patches. I don't think this is a team that can't win a playoff round. And that's a pretty good hockey team. So I am curious to see if they will still, you know, unlike what Books thinks they should do, if they would still make some sort of aggressive move. Yeah, drop down to the, but the, here's the thing. It's like, well, you know, maybe now that they won't have to face Florida or, but Florida's going to end up in the first place position, and the least yeah. going to be a wild card, and they're going to have to play Florida in the first round. They're, they're going to play Florida in the first I round of I am fascinated by the thought of what a Leafs sell-off would look like. Like Bertuzzi, you know, at half his thing. Brody, like you got some pieces that if you wanted to sell, Wait, you can bring some, back some what, firsts. Who, sorry to do more Leafs here, but who's going for Bertuzzi right now? He's got one I goal think, in his last 22 games. Yeah, he had 10 points in one playoff oh, round last year. you could sell year. that off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Imagine they're... The Leafs, the Leafs may have to eat a little bit, but oh, trade, trade him to Indiana for a few first rounders. Uh, yeah. So if we, um, no, maybe we'll save this after the break. You go to uh, you game, game time, time and then yep, we'll go okay. to break. All right. Uh, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. It's game plus. time. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. I am 
way too bad at reading things to have something playing. Also playing while you're oh, talking. Oh, my God. Like, I immediately lose my train of thought. Like, it is <laughs> it's gone. Just a goldfish. Like, yeah, yeah. I need blinders. I spook like a horse. Um, <laughs> so, I'm looking. There's only two games that was tonight. That's kind of funny. What? That's good. That I spook like a horse? Yeah. Oh, okay. Other stuff I don't say is not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got approval for laughing at that. Okay, good, good. Uh, one game got postponed tonight due to weather. So uh, there's only two games on the schedule. Was it Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo got postponed. So the Bills can play outdoor, but the Sabres can't play inside? How about I, I guess. TNT, because of this, instead of showing Buffalo, who's at Chicago, has to show... Was it Florida, Detroit yeah. or some really good game? That probably <laughs> should have been the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's the game I'm looking at for tonight. Uh, can I ask you uh, how many games in a row you think Sam Reinhardt has scored a goal? I unfortunately know this answer. It's a long time. Seven, right? Nine he scored a goal in every game, game. Since, new, uh, since the new year. If there's a hockey game being played, Listen, Sam Reinhardt has scored it. I'm a huge Sam Reinhardt fan, and I did not... I was not in those early years in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I thought second overall pick in the draft yeah. mm-hmm. was good player, but at at one, two, or three, you want franchise yeah. face with those picks, and it's he he is in that kind of Zach Hyman kind of wow. Year. I'm gonna. I'll probably wear this one a little bit at some point, but I just don't think a con a seven year deal is gonna age well to him or eight. Well, it, it, it just it's doesn't also skate well enough for what, me. What kind of worries you is that it's the Jonathan Huberto effect where you're just having a career year and he's having a massive shooting percentage and, year too, like double just, his high ever. Like if he really? came back, yeah, high he, is 15. He's like 27 you know, or something. If he came back and scored. 25 next year like would you be shocked no right so you, you got to be careful now on on what kind of term and Wait, so money what you want to pay him so what you're let me get this straight what yeah. you're saying is don't pay him at his absolute apex <laughs> it's um, not always about um, and just as a note the last game he didn't score in was december 30th against montreal and the game before that he had two the game before that he had two the game before that he had one so He's a little hot. Wow. And what I'm getting to is you'd be an idiot not to bet yeah. on him to score because all he does is score. So give me a goal yeah. uh, from him and a win. I'd roll him. with it. Plus 210. But he, he's, he's turned himself into a real leader on that club too, which I love. Yeah. Like he's captain material for me. Really? Yeah. And uh, the other game on tonight is the Montreal Canadiens and New Jersey Devils. Uh, Devils are pretty heavy favorites as you'd expect. Um, Montreal's been... You know, they just beat the beat Colorado, but I can't I can't give them any love on the road. So give me did, New Jersey a minus a goal and a half. Did you say. see the numbers on Nathan McKinnon, Rantanen, and Jonathan Duran minutes played losing to the Montreal Canadiens in regulation? No. Twenty nine minutes. Oh no way. What? 29 minutes wow, for you're right. Rantanen. 28-56, McKinnon. And, 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 in uh, regulation? In regulation. No way. That was just, wasn't that back-to-back Bagner, with the Leafs? what are you doing? Was that back-to-back or yeah. it might have been one day? No, between? it was uh, uh, Monday. Okay, so Saturday night, Leafs. I then, think it was Monday. Then Monday. He had 25 shifts. Thank you. 
there will be nothing left of the Nate dog. January, January 8th against it'll Boston, be, you had 30. It'll be the Nate puppy because you cannot play this guy 29 minutes if against a non-playoff team. If you're Winnipeg, you're going, do it. Keep playing. Run them 30 a night. Uh, and that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, a few news and notes, uh, including I want to play a, a little bit of a game with you, and we're going to do it in oh. the w- Western Conference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to. That's actually what we do. We're, we're at the halfway mark. Mm. So we're going to look at first round matchups if they happen today. Love it. And we will eliminate some very good teams in the first round i'm sure so stick around for that on the real kipper and born show we're back after these words breaking down the top stories in hockey and elliot friedman every day the jeff merrick show subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. The Kipperio's Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. All right. Welcome to the 2024 Stanley Cup playoffs. We're there. Halfway <laughs> edition. Mm. How about that? Yeah. We are now, as of today, Halfway starting the Stanley season. Cup playoffs. Oh. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and we're going to do it in the Western Conference. Okay. Because as of now, this is your matchups to start. Vancouver Canucks versus the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, my oh. God. Stop the season. Stop the season. In the first round. Stop the season. We want I it mean, right now. I don't care. Stop the season. <laughs> How okay. fun would that, that series is, be? See, okay, we're, we're going to play this out. Yeah. But on a side note, it really sucks that... We're going to have a conversation now that everybody's going to have three months from now is why are we allowing top teams to play each other in the first round? But we'll have 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 that conversation a while ago. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It was almost like there was a system that worked perfectly forever and we had to change it for some reason. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Don't derail me. No. Who are you taking in the first round, Edmonton or Vancouver? They're both smoking hot. You know... I have a really hard time here. You know why? I would pick Edmonton. I would. Because Edmonton has recently gone deep. They've been through some playoff battles. You know, I, they got the best player on oh, earth. Jesus. But I'm going to pick Stu Skinner over Thatcher Demko? Mm. How can I do that? You can't. I can't do it. You can't. And Petey will have enough to saw Connor a little bit. Yeah, was he got an actual saw? A weapon? Well, what is he doing it with? I don't know. I'm just... By the side. I think Patterson's having a, a, a great yes. year that yeah. can... He can go. He, he, he can match up. I just... I'll, mine's based on the goalie. Game seven. Yeah, time. no, I, I, I get all that. Sammy, how about you? Who, who are you taking? And how many games? Oh, I'm going oil. You're going oil. Yeah, I just think... If, but this is as them started. We're starting right now. This doesn't about when it actually starts. If we're starting right now, yeah. Yeah. hottest team in the league, their top line is the best line in that by far. They got yeah. a, their power play. Yeah, yeah. What have the Canucks done lately? 
I, buddy, I know. <laughs> but they don't have McDavid. And yeah. I, McDavid, that line with McDavid, like Brownie was talking about yesterday, either the goalie stops it or goes in the net. He was right. Yeah. So give me the Oilers. Sorry, Vancouver. All right. I'm also taking Vancouver because JT Ooh. Miller. You love Miller. You're I such love a Miller. Miller fan. I am. I'm a huge Miller fan right now. And I'm not uh, an Evander Kane. I, I think he's, I didn't like his game last night against the Leafs. Really? Yeah. I think he slipped. New coach is not working well with him. He had one moment where he had a dash yes. down the left wing and he cut yeah. in and he missed back in. And that was yeah. pretty much the only time I really noticed. I actually him. can't believe he didn't tuck that. Me too. That, that looked like a. Yeah. He had Jones stuck to the bar. He yeah. really could have put that you in. You think maybe he's got a little bit of a. I, I got my big deal thing. The thing that Willie <laughs> is rumored to Has be. Has he got a little Willie I would never say such a I thing. I got my big deal and I can kind of. I would never say such a thing. the foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying. Just an observation. I don't actually know. Okay. Okay. Avs versus the Stars. These are great series. That's an amazing series, too. Yeah. I mean, you just talked about the husk of Nate McKinnon after yes. the playing 30 minutes per yeah. night in the regular season against Montreal. I think I picked the Stars to win the Stanley Cup, so. You know, I, I'm going to take Colorado. I, I would like to take Colorado. It's such, a, such a mismatch in net. To me, Gorgiev's had a good year. I think he's an all-star, but like when it comes down to it, he'll, he's going to play 70 games this year. Yeah, the last two cup champions, Aiden Hill yeah, and Darcy Kemper. Great point, too. And no. they don't, the stars don't have uh, McKinnon. Yeah. Golden Knights versus the Los Angeles Kings. Can you explain Kings to me? Kings just hanging on by a what, what thread happened? to get in. What, ha- what happened to the Kings? No idea. I actually don't have an answer there. You know, you know it, they still have a very, you know, quality roster. Nothing drastic seems. I don't know. I, I'm taking Vegas. Just Na- name me tough to pick. Name LA me right another now. team that needs a goalie more. In I don't LA? know if they exist. Yeah. I guess you're talking about the only two are Jersey and Carolina, yep. but yep. Merzlikens. So Vegas is my pick. Yes, Merzlikens. Yeah, they'd be Kings? they'd be desperate enough to take him. He's got the monster out of him. He's he's ready. Are they going to trade for another inconsistent Columbus he, goalie? Wasn't Corpus Allo really good there? Until yeah, the, until the playoffs. Until he wasn't. Elvis has got like high maintenance, high maintenance written like all over oh, him. Oh, yeah. The, yeah goal, the goal you don't want to be the the main point of attraction. In Los Angeles, too. Either. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we have an issue with the, the Jets and the Predators. Jets and four on that one. All right. So Jets mopping the floor. Give me, give me the Jets. So we have, we're going to have, Three really good teams eliminated. Now you got Winnipeg versus Vegas and Vancouver, Colorado. Oh, yeah. Great series. Yeah. Wow. Great hockey series. All right, let's do the East. All right. Uh, Bruins versus Lightning right now. Wow. Off the season. <laughs> it's it's not easy to just hand it to Boston. No way. You know, with Vasilevsky and the experience well, listen, there. There's, and- there's that, that, that whole thing of last year in the first round where everybody – and their you mother picked the Boston Bruins over the Florida Panthers, and anything can happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I am taking Boston for our purposes here. But... Just just as an aside, there is an alternate universe where Boston wins in that overtime, and the Leafs play Boston, and they go in with the underdog mentality, yeah. and they win that series. Definitely be, being the favorites didn't help them last Being, year. like, all, the game starting at home, and you, you're supposed to beat a team, that's, like, the worst spot for the Leafs. Everyone across Canada is loving you griping about how the draw. 
Well, <laughs> let me Where ask you goes. something, though. Like, I, there's, there's no question that if Tampa Bay makes the playoffs, and that's still an if, yeah. that it could be a big mistake underestimating this team. Yeah, the first place team. If this is like the Edmund Coot, Stamkos, Stamkos, Point, Sorelli, you know, Sergachev, Vasilevsky, Vas- John Cooper. Vasilevsky. Good luck. Right? You know? But they cannot, they can't, they can't defend. Well, and they can't. This is dash 20. Yeah. It's remarkable. So. Okay, Boston. I think, I think we're taking Boston. I'm taking Boston. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, just, I would take Boston too, but. The Tampa Bay Lightning are not going to be a treat for the first overall team if they're the eighth seed. Very you know, true. it's not going to be a fun one. Nope. Hurricanes versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Skipped one. Oh no, we're saving that one. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Carolina Philly. Yes. Three games. I Carolina. don't know. I think I think the Hurricanes are they're in trouble. What? Yeah. Mop I do. I do. I just think that it's. I think. I think all this energy's. With the Flyers, wow! In this one, yeah, they're going to trade half their team. I think them. Flyers. I think Carolina would probably win it, but Flyers take a chunk out of them. I think they're the hard Flyers to play against. Miss the playoffs by eight points this year. What? That was a massive. Really? Number. Six points. I'll say they're good, man. They're they got a six fourteen winning percentage. They don't suck. Good goalie. All right. Really good. Okay. And connect me. Hey, he's call, turned himself into call a, me a jerk a when we major get there. player. He is a very good player. Um, I'll take I'll take the Flyers in six on that one. Wow, oh, yeah. Keith Jones. Wow, that's you know. Okay, what do we make got out some of buddies the, in the business? I get it. What do we make <laughs> out of the New York Rangers guys? A team that uh, looked really strong for a good portion of the first half and then went into a bit of a skid. I think they've won the last two, mm-hmm. which kind of brings them back up a little bit, but. Do you ever see the Red Wings upsetting this team? I'm just uh, at the haters' ball today. Detroit stinks. Detroit Rangers is an amazing jersey matchup. Great jerseys. Great. It's <laughs> <laughs> an aesthetically pleasing yes, series. Like, Very, those two jerseys are as nice as Back in my score days, I used to rank the matchups. That would be my number well, one series. There's so many times. Like, even the, the final last year, if you just put two historic franchises with those rosters – it's like, oh my God, what a final! But it's yeah. like the Knights and Panthers, uh, you know what yeah. I mean? It's anyways, but the right. jerseys matter. Anyway, Rangers in a walk. Okay, uh, just not to derail this, but uh, NHL All Star jerseys—they're very bright. <laughs> very bright is a hilarious assessment. Yeah, um, it's, can- it's it's candy. It's ass. too red. <laughs> turn it down. Looks the, like a stop sign. Turn them down. Turn them down. Agreed. Is that the Beebs? Yeah, that's his. Yeah. Brand is is design. Drew House, yeah. Hockey comes to Yeah, they look like, you know, children's practice. The All Star game comes to Toronto. Sponsored we lower by the, Yeah. You know, what's the fun dip? Yeah, that's what they look like to me. Okay. We lower ourselves to that. That's okay. Are the kids gonna buy it? Maybe. They want to send me one. I'll take it. <laughs> what do you give do my, with it? Wear it? it? No, I'll give it to my nephew. Yeah. Okay, the, that wraps up the Eastern Conference. Oh, Wait, oh did, I, I miss, I, did I miss a series, Sammy? I think you Which may Which one have. did I miss, Sammy? Uh, the Florida Panthers. Versus the local Toronto side. Maple Leafs. That, um, this is your chance for payback. Uh, as our good friend Daryl Sutter once said, waste eight days, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're not that, that may be one of the best, like, lines 
ever going into a playoff and series then, in the history of the game. And yeah. the team he was talking about won in eight days. Exactly as he said it would go. Colorado beat Nashville. I think they beat him in overtime, three of the four games or something. But anyway. Leafs are maybe getting one. Is there a chance Bobrovsky turns into a pumpkin and yeah, all they got everything get, the shoot goes in? They got to get into the offensive zone, buddy. Yeah. No, I mean, they lose. Hey. Yes, Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. And they, I, I get Kachuk and I get Ryan Hart down there. But please, the ultimate guy for me is that Barkov. Oh, I love him. Yeah? Oh, what a player. Just <laughs> And you want to talk about your own zone and being in the right place at the right time at the most yeah. critical moments? Yes. He's, he's as good as I've seen even in my era. Like, he is, again, I played with some good guys yeah. in their own zone. Trust me. But he's old school, man. In any era, in any at any time, this guy would be lights out. He's like if you turned Austin Matthews' goal focus to defense. You know, like he's like that, you know, dominant at that one and particular thing. There's just no and he gets cheating. Yeah. Constantly on the right yeah. side of the puck. He's got he's got a stick as good as Matthews to steal pucks, mm-hmm. plus he plays the body. Plus he's got 46 points in 40 games. Right. They're going to give him the... Uh, 30, 35 assists, 11 goals. And, you know, he's not the most fearsome guy but when you have every other guy on your team is a scumbag you fit in yeah right like every other guy is gritty on that team so works doesn't all right and that's our midpoint stanley cup playoffs then you got boston florida carolina rangers for your next round or philly rangers so yeah philly rangers would be beautiful too jersey yeah, yes. Good. <laughs> All right, anything else strike your fancy in terms of uh, around the league? Yep. Uh, Bill Guerin not ready to wave the white flag yet in Minnesota. Why Does not? that? I think, uh, he, I think he should. He should probably. Do you think it. anybody? Like, I guess the feeling out there is if Mark Andre Fleury gets traded, he wants to go to a team where he's going to play and not back up. Is there a team that exists right now? Is that LA? Is he better for LA? Is he better for Carolina or Jersey? One of those teams, Carolina or Jersey, they're, they're going to trade for a goalie. Yeah, I, I don't know Min- if his Minnesota game's saying strong enough right now to carry a team. Does anybody remember the, is it the Black Knight from Monty Python? This is Minnesota to me. You come back here, I'll bite your kneecaps off. <laughs> like, there's like what, why are they still fighting? They, yeah. But he'd be fun to, in a dressing room, that's for sure. He's at 297, 897, and 19, 22 games played? Yeah. 19 started. So... I think he's an upgrade for uh, teams like, I mean, New Jersey can't get a save. Carolina can't get a save. Like, I think he's an upgrade. Yeah. But he's not the be-all, end-all for you, I don't No, think. you're just hoping to get league average yeah. or something compared to getting terrible goaltending at some yeah. point. And, Do, oh, go ahead. You, know, you go. I was just going to say Eichel week to week, for the Golden Knights. Do we know what's wrong with him? Sounds like his knee. His, Does that seem his knee? Yeah, yeah, lower body. Sucks. Not great for them. They're in a little bit. Yeah, I'm because I'm going to the game on Saturday night in Vegas. Oh, hey, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Giving you permission to yeah. take. <laughs> Sorry, another day off. <laughs> I, I will say, I do. You know, the thought has crossed my mind that your guys' attendance has been elite this year. <laughs> like, no, no sniffles. No, no one's taken a day. The only guy that's taken a day, and this is my second day that I've taken. 
was me, and I'm the producer. I should not be the guy leaving. We have nowhere to go. <laughs> That's our problem. Uh, I'm going to Vegas for three nights with my wife. So wow, yeah. where are you staying? I can't remember. Yeah, somewhere nice. But and you, work. you you bought tickets to the game. Yeah, got tickets to the game. And how was that experience? Is it a, a really pricey? Ticket? I would say it's exactly cheap. Yeah, I, I mean it's Vegas, so you're not getting a deal, but it's not terrible. Penguins. I thought, I thought Kip would know the actual Golden Knight or something. Get to, see, to uh, get to see Sid. Get to see there the goat. are no freebies out there. With the prices they charge today, someone's taking – no no one wants to take a hit on tickets, no. right? Nobody. No. They're large. They're large. I, I, the, the prices. So if you've never gone to a game in Vegas? I've never been to Las Vegas in my life. Oh. Yeah. I tell you what, the, the experience at a hockey games they do a terrific job. I, yeah, in the I've never been to a game. You, you've been? Oh, I covered the Stanley Cup oh, yeah, finals duh. with uh, yeah. Washington. And, uh, Who'd you yeah. work for then? Um, I was carrying Elliot <laughs> and Kelly Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds familiar. Did you have any fun in Vegas? I was yeah, I, I did. You did? I did. Yeah. Very heated up at the craps table. I, I'm just not a gambler, though. David Amber and I hit the craps table. I held on to the dice for about 40 minutes. That's record setting. I think I, I'll put 200 bucks on red. That'll be my game. <laughs> I don't gamble. <laughs> like NHL All-Star Red? Sure. <laughs> Bright Red. All right. All right. Our thanks in the first hour to Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames as they get set to meet the Toronto Maple Leafs and also Jason Bukala, former pro scout. Very good. And a terrific job with Sportsnet.ca. Just two games on tap tonight, but including our signature Wednesday night hockey game on Sportsnet, the Montreal Canadiens, and the New Jersey Devils. Enjoy it, and we're back tomorrow for more Real Kipper and Born. And if you get a chance, give us a rating and review. Thanks, everybody.